What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, so yeah, that was one of the first songs I could ever remember ever right there. Der Commissar by After the Fire. As I welcome you to our multi-part super spectacular of the year 1982. We're doing it A to Z, much like we did in 1972. I liked the idea, and it opens a lot of yin-yang into the show, which is what we like to do here on Rock Strikes, and what I like to do and force it upon you. Yes, After the Fire, that was one of my first favorite songs growing up as a kid. Had no idea that it was technically a cover song, because... Falco, the guy who actually wrote the song, beat him to the punch a few months before that with the original German language version of De Commissar. Now, over the years, I actually do prefer the German language version, not because I'm a snob, but because I'm usually watching the video that's attached to it. And if you haven't seen that, damn, you got you got to see it. It makes the song. And I so I love De Commissar. I love some of those Falco singles. But yes, could not do a 1982 retrospective without De Commissar by After the Fire. Now, technically, the reason why that's not an end is because, yes, I do believe that was on a record of theirs overseas. But what happened was they only got one release in America, and that was basically a greatest hits album. It was a compilation album that was put together all their best stuff that the label believed in that could get them over here in the U.S., and they tacked everything on for U.S. consumption, and they led with their commissar. Now, it was a very smart choice. Unfortunately, it didn't lead to much of anything else, you know, as far as hits go. So I guess they're considered a one-hit wonder over here. But I gotta say, I dove into that Der Commissar compilation, and listening to, like, it was like the U.S. track listing, and there's an international track listing as well. There's some songs that are only on the international version that I was like, man, these are good. And if you just know Der Commissar, you should go listen to that best of. Because it's got stuff that's got like power pop based stuff, stuff that sounds like early squeeze meets Joe Jackson. There's some interesting stuff there in the After the Fire catalog, so I gotta give it up for him. Also, I'm pretty sure it's the first time I heard lasers in a song, or at least laser sounds. So it really, I was just waking up to music. And yes, I was three years old, already actively listening to pop radio. I know I was for a fact. And that's just how I'm wired. I've been like this my whole life in a sense. So yes. But yeah, hey, welcome to 1982 here on Rock Strikes 10. It's going to be, I I don't know, is this a four or five parter? We'll find out. But hey, as I do here, we got a lot of shows to get through here for 1982. Before we even get to the top albums listing, we're just warming up here. These are the appetizers. But I do love me some odd and ends. And if you're new to the show, or if you just haven't been listening to the last few episodes, you should already know this. But odds and ends of the songs from things such as compilations like we just played live albums tribute albums cover albums eps single only releases soundtrack songs that aren't on anything else things that basically aren't going to be on full length studio releases they could be considered at the end of the year for possible year end lists and i like to spotlight these here as odds and ends and we do it a lot here on rock strikes 10 so let's get back into it as I did during the 72 odds and ends because we have so many episodes I'm going to post multiple episodes Let's do a couple of double shots. There's going to be no rhyme or reason to these double shots other than just moving this along and getting you all the possible music in the least amount of time. I may even have to sacrifice some holiday episodes to get these done, but I'm committed. So getting back to the music, another European act that had a decent amount of crossover here in America, especially on a cult level, was Bauhaus, uh, one of the epitomes of goth cool here. Bauhaus supposed to actually be around these parts around this time, but unfortunately they had to cancel their tour due to health reasons. Unfortunate, very unfortunate, but maybe someday it'll be in the cards for me to see Bauhaus. But they had a really killer single-only release. Full confession, they had a full-length release as well, but I really don't like that album that came out in 1982. But I did dig this single, and as a cover song of one of the greatest songs ever, how could it not be? Great marriage here between Bauhaus and this David Bowie classic. I guess at this point it was a classic. It was 10 years old at this point, so it's an oldie to the kids. But check it out if you haven't heard this yet. It's a lot of fun. Here's Bauhaus doing Ziggy Stardust. (laughs) 
Okay, little Beatles there for you. Beatles! That was the Beatles movie medley. I don't know if any of you are asking this out there, but if you were around for that particular song, that particular medley, you would know that it fits in on this particular Odds and Ends of 1982 because that is an actual release from 1982. The single, the Beatles movie medley, came out 40 years ago, and it actually charted everywhere it was. Now, the medley craze is something you may not know about, but because of the song Stars on 45, medleys became a thing. For about two years straight, it was medleys for everybody. If you had a decent enough name, and you definitely had a medley out there. For no other reason other than to maybe cash in and get a few extra you know, royalties out there for yourself. And because of the fact that Stars on 45 used Beatles songs, they probably were just like, hey, you know, whoever was holding those royalties at the time, pre-Michael Jackson, they were just like, hey, let's get this out there, make a few bucks. I don't know whose idea this was, but I figured I'd play it because it's something that happened in 1982. It's unique. I, I, but I got to say, I love that transition from Ticket to Ride right into Get Back. That is that was brilliance right there. Whoever copy and pasted that one together definitely earned their money that day. But yeah, and I almost had an excuse to play the Beach Boys medley that charted, but that was 81, not 82, and I had to take it off this list. I do apologize. No Beach Boys on this episode. Dang. And some of you out there are probably loving that. But yeah, you know, I was hoping to do a Beach Boys Beatles back-to-back thing but it didn't happen i can actually tie in those two songs together if you want to hear me go okay i'm gonna do it so bauhaus on their bella lugosi's dead single the first thing they ever put out the b-side was a song called boys which was a song it, it wasn't a beatles original but i feel like the beatles definitely popularized it in england quite a bit i forget who did it originally man it's some girl group god i want to say maybe the crystals or something ah god I don't know. It's anyway, but a 60s vocal act had a song called Boys. They liked it. They covered it. And then probably because of the Beatles years later, Bauhaus covered it. So there you go. Bauhaus and Beatles have like no degrees of separation. So that's pretty cool, actually. So this next one right here, I've got a pretty decent excuse to play this next little block as a twofer for the sole reason that these are two of Dave Grohl's favorite bands of all time. I just kind of realized that when I looked down at my little playlist, all the songs arranged in this proper order here on this editing machine that I have here. So yes, let's continue on with the music and I'm just going to do Pepsi challenges for these two. Now, this first one might be a little polarizing, but the next one definitely will be a yang to the yin of this song right here. I'll tell you one of them right here. To kick off this twofer, we have a release from the B-52s called Mesopotamia.
Couple of Dave Grohl fave raves right there. We started off that block with Mesopotamia by the B-52s off of the EP of the same name. Now, I do know this. I read this a while back and I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, in a sad way, but the reason why the B-52s opted to put out an EP in 1982 instead of a full length is because they tried to record a full length and failed. They even supposedly had the idea of moving into the same house or loft together to get the album done thinking oh this would be fun just like the old monkey shows or something like that and that's a bad idea if you've done two tours and two albums in a row with the same people i would imagine when you have time off presented to you you don't want to be living with them again right away so bad idea guys anyway but yeah that ep happened instead i think they tacked on some remixes of older songs to get a full length going at one point as like a two for cassette but there's that and we finished off that block with something stylistically completely different in a sense although they both have punk rock and alternative credibility these two bands black flag with henry rollins there on vocals that was tv party so tv party is such a big song for them i think they've recorded it like three or four times or at least that song with Rollins singing it, has been recorded about three or four times. That is the 1982 version. So that song could pop up on future odds and ends of different years, but they put out the TV Party single EP. I I call it a single because it's not very long at all, even though it's like three, four songs. It could fit all on one seven-inch right there, but it's one of the great punk rock songs of all time. Of course, as anti-establishment kind of thing, you want to attack modern tv culture and you know I, I like both sides of these things but i find the song pretty fun and entertaining so so yeah there you have it like i said listen for that song probably on future odds and ends let's move over here to this next two for i'm having fun let's see if the streak can continue that being said it's probably gonna be over after this but these next two songs pretty cool what happened here in the a to z format the first song you're gonna hear is from a live recording by a british act But the album was recorded in the United States, and we're going to finish off the twofer with an American band that had recorded their live album in the UK. So there you have it. So we'll kick things off here with the mighty Black Sabbath, and then pivot right over to Blackfoot. Turn it up.
Okay, okay, a stellar live rock and roll twofer right there, kicking things off with Black Sabbath, fronted by the late, great Ronnie James Dio right there from the Live Evil double album. That was Children of the Grave, which the other reason I played that is kind of a F you to Sharon, because I know that Speak of the Devil by Ozzy came out because this album was coming out. I'm pretty sure about this. So I figured I'd have Ronnie singing an Ozzy song. Plus, they don't play... Ronnie singing Ozzy's songs on Ozzy's Boneyard on Sirius XM. So that's something you're definitely not going to hear much out and about unless you own the record outright. And yeah, I'll definitely be playing something from Speak of the Devil down the road here in a few episodes. I like Speak of the Devil, but yeah, we all know Sharon's kind of a terrible person, honestly. So if you've read enough books and heard enough interviews by multiple people, like we're talking in the hundreds, then you'll know that Sharon Osbourne is a terrible person. So yes, uh, and, and yeah, Live Evil... I looked up the notes here. It says it was recorded in, I think Dallas was one of the places in Seattle. I forget the other one. I think maybe San Antonio, which would make sense because San Antonio, hell of a metal town right there. So Live Evil, the album, of course, that broke up that lineup. If you've read enough about it, like there was a splitting of factions within the band as to how the album was being properly mixed. You can go read up about that. But yeah, I do like me some Live Evil and that lineup was just so amazing. The Ronnie James Dio lineup of Sabbath. Whether it was Bill or Vinny, the the band was just smoking. They were just on freaking fire. And speaking of being on fire, so yeah, I, I don't know a whole lot about Blackfoot. I mean, I have strikes like a lot of people do. That's the one with Train Train on it, right? But man, those guys kick some ass because I was expecting nothing off of this live album. I didn't think maybe I was going to enjoy it all that much. It would just be kind of there. But I really, really liked this live album. It's called Highway Song Live. And it was, you know, this band from Florida going over to the UK. And it sounds like they're going over like a million bucks. And the crowd's being all responsive. But 
man, I really enjoyed this. The band sounds good. The songs are good. Just check it out if you never have before. It's one of those little gems out there. And when it's morning in America, that means the sun is setting in England. I do know that. And there's one of my only Reagan references that could be even remotely in a positive light for this particular retrospective. As we move on here to a single-only release from a pivotal, pivotal artist in this particular genre of hip-hop. Yes, I love me some hip-hop if it's from a particular era, for sure. And early 80s, it's definitely got it going on. It's still edgy. It's still new. And one of the more entertaining acts in the entire history of hip-hop is Curtis Blow. I'm sure you know, these are the breaks. That, it's that guy. Basketball, all that stuff. Fun stuff. But in 82, he had this song right here. You know, you could find it as a 7-inch and a 12-inch. And it was hot on the block, man. And I remember hearing this at some point early on in my childhood. I believe this is the 12-inch single mix, if I have this right. So here you go. Curtis Blow with Tough. I don't want a lot, I want just enough. So why is it got to be so damn tough? Living on the uptown side of jive, hustling the fuck to stay alive. Looking for a ten and they give you five, well it's tough. You talk to the boss, the boss is gruff. You ask for a raise and they call you bluff. You may get some, but it's never enough, cause it's tough. Strong. Like a magnet boy. Rough. Like a new divorce. Me. Like a three-time loser. Bang. Like an L.A. cruiser. Down. Like a limousine. Blind. Like a submarine. Hard. Like cold concrete. Tough. That's the rhythm of the beat. But I wonder how you get to be Captain Cook. It's tough. Now Kurt has a ship called the Enterprise. He cuts the aliens down to size. But I wonder what they do with the uptown guys. They're tough. Tough. Try to get some cash when you're looking for a raise and they give you trash. Rough. When you got a like that and your woman's running around with a baseball bat. Hard. Try to play it cool when the girls all know you're an out of work fool. Out for me. won't care when well, no one ever said that life is fair cause it's tough so a fine young lady the other day i started my rap i had a lot to say but she said she was going with the cpa now it's tough strong like a superhero Rough. like a bank book zero Me. like the oakland raiders Bang. like the cape crusaders down like a home run ball Blind. like an umpire's call like a crew to see, tough, that's the rhythm of the beat. Don't need a guard, use a telephone. It's tough. Tough. 
It's a way of life, lost your job, your money, but not your wife. Rough. Get in the black Uncle Sam's in your pocket and your woman's on your back. Hard. That's the deal, have to get alone just to buy a meal. Tough. That's how it goes, when it's getting better, nobody knows. Wonder me like Bruce the Shark, bad like the Raiders are down like Sugar's glove, blind like a man in love, hard like a big defeat, tough. That's the rhythm of the beat. Is all I heard. Rough. When you start your day, watch the finance man hold your car away. Hard to hold the job when you've been replaced by a little blue knob. Tough. Like a dollar state. Ain't someone ever gonna give me a break?
still maintain that my streak is alive with my twofers because those last two acts very big and they're both from the state of new york so hey i'm going with it so that was curtis blow with tough 12 inch single mix and we finished off with the opening track from blue oyster cults double live album from 1982 the album is called extraterrestrial live and that was the kickoff track called dominance and submission yes for the kids it's a fun live album as well. I'd recommend it if you like BOC enough. They were already on their third live album by that point. And they'd been out for a decade. So that's a that's a lot of work right there. Tons of studio albums and three live albums. Good on you guys. Let's finish off part one here with a layup. Standalone right here. So this is interesting because this was the soundtrack contribution from this iconic artist right here and a song that he would wind up remixing just a little bit to put on his next studio album, which would come out the year after this. So from the movie Cat People, here is the song of the same name by, of course, the great David Bowie.
That's just the fear of losing you. Don't you know my name? Well, you've been so long, and I've been putting up fire. Well, gasoline.
Yeah, as I was listening to that song, I don't believe that I've ever seen the movie Cat People. If I did, I have no memory of it, so now i got to put that on my never-ending list of movies that I haven't seen that I need to watch, or just re-watch and get a memory back of it. We'll see what happens. I'll let you know either way. Uh, but I do have a memory of seeing Inglorious Bastards, which I know Tarantino used that song in one of the great last soliloquies in that movie. Great movie. And I'm assuming he used that because of Cat People, because he's one of those guys. It's an interesting kick he's been on in his, quote, modern era, where almost most of the licensed songs that he uses now in his movies uh, are stuff from other older movies now. And then now he just gets Ennio Morticone out of retirement to do score, which that's a fucking boss move. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I do know Fleming Glorious Bastards still need to watch Cat People. But there you go, Cat People, and in parentheses, Putting Out Fire is the official name of that song. And that was the original 1982 soundtrack mix by, of course, the late, great, iconic David Bowie. And that puts an end to part one of our odds and ends of 1982. Join me on the next one, which should be out in just a day or two, because by necessity, they're going to have to. So I hope you like a lot of episodes in the same week. Making up for lost times here. So join me as we continue the A to Z of 1982. Till then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs, and followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.